You're listening to WJMF Radio, the beat of Bryant. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm Brian Costa. And I'm Tyler Stringfellow. And we have a fantastic episode in store for you guys this Wednesday from the Koffler Center here at Bryant University. Tyler, how are you feeling tonight, man? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. There's there's a lot going on in the sports world lately and some big news we're about to talk about for Bryant University. Absolutely. We got a great, we got some great news to talk about both nationally and locally. Uh, Thank God. Thank God the Bryant news that we're going to be talking about isn't another fist fight at a basketball game. That's great. That's great topics for a radio show. It's amazing. Great publicity. It's amazing content too. I mean, I, I cannot lie. It's really to suck did, on the, on, on so that side. But did you know that the fight has its own Wikipedia page? Does it? Yes. Oh, I need to I need to look that up. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you about that in just a second. But uh, before we get started today, we're going to be talking about the NFL's new overtime rules, as well as Robert Williams and his timeline of return for the Boston Celtics as they make their playoff push. But Tyler, as you said, we got some big Bryant news for you. And again, it's not about a basketball fight. It is actually the fact that as of July 1st, 2022, Bryant University will be leaving the Northeast Conference and will be entering into the America East Conference. And this is a great move for Bryant. Obviously, got some brand new competition that we're going to be facing. And uh, Tyler, obviously, you are a D1 athlete at this school. You you compete and you've competed in the NEC for these past three years going to the America East Conference. It's going to be a big jump in competition. What are your initial thoughts on this as an athlete? So for me, as I'm on the swim team, so it's it, it's a little different for us because the, our competition is just going to change dramatically. Yeah, and the, the teams that we're gonna be, <laughs> so it's a little different because our competition's basically all screwed now. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> all all brand new. So we're fa- we're facing a couple different teams like uh, UMBC, Binghamton, uh, UMaine, and NJIT. Yeah, so th- those are pretty fast schools that we're going to be competing against. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for the the women. The women aren't guaranteed a championship like they were past couple of years for swim and neither of the guys. Yeah. So it's going to be a big change. And then it's just a big change for the entire school. Um, but it is nice because this is a little bit more of a competitive conference. Absolutely. And it is giving us a better opportunity to play and race some fast, faster and better competition than what we've been used to. Mm-hmm. But I know for, I know for like the football team specifically, they're going into a completely different conference. Yeah, so we'll get into that in just a second. But obviously, sticking with the America East, there's a ton of things going on there, obviously, for mm-hmm. obviously for Bryant. And it has a lot of people wondering, uh, you know, there are some things going on with the, within the America East. I know personally, uh, U Hartford is going to be leaving the America East uh, as of 2025 because they're going to be going from Division One to Division Three. So they're actually going to be, you know, just stripped. Like they're going to lose all that. I know some U Hartford athletes. They're pissed. Like they're like they are having full on protests about it. They do not like wow. this move whatsoever. They hate their president right now. So U Hartford is going D three, and then I believe Stony Brook uh, is. I also heard is about to leave the conference. So Bryant is going to slide in right n- nice, right in nice there. And it's actually a very interesting move too, because you're going to get to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the the sport that people are going to think about most of the school now is basketball. It's kind of yep. funny, like. Up until I came here, Brian was a baseball school. Like Brian was baseball lacrosse. Baseball lacrosse. I mean, I, I know we're, we're not going to talk too much about Brian basketball on this show, but at least not tonight. But credit to Jared Grosso. He, in the matter of four years, he turned this school into a basketball school. So mm-hmm. everyone's wondering about basketball and how that's going to affect it. Brian, 
I mean, listen, in the championship game against Wagner, we killed them. And basically, I, I think for Bryant, they, they said, all right, we're, we're good enough. For, we're good enough at this point to get out of this conference. They yeah. only lost three conference games this entire season. And one of them was to Wag, one of them was to Wagner. And then uh, the other one was to LIU. And then yeah. I forget, I forgot who the other one was, but they, I think they only had two or three, two or three conference losses. If, if it was a third, I'm yeah. just forgetting the other one might've been Mount is, is the other one. Yeah. But I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. So I, but if it was, it was at the, like the beginning of the season. Yeah. So obviously we're going to be moving to, we're going to be moving to this conference. Uh, UMBC, obviously they had a, they had a bad season in basketball from at least what I thought, from what I thought I saw. So, but, 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 but UMBC, they, they were the school that took down Virginia. They're the Don't... only 16 seed to ever take down a one seed. And they so, took down one Virginia. What was it? Three years, four years ago. Yeah, it, it, I think because if Virginia, I think won it in 2019. I think it was 2018 was yeah. the year they got taken down. So four think, years ago. Yeah, yeah, so about four or so years ago is when they got taken down. So they're we're, we'll be facing them. But the the kind of the kings of that of that conference for a while has been uh has been uh, has been the University of Vermont. They were yeah. they obviously made a run in the tournament this year and. They obviously, uh, from what I've heard, they're kind of a force to be reckoned with in basketball. Mm-hmm. So it'll be exciting to see what Bryant does against those guys. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, if Grasso gets some picks in and is able to reshuffle this team with some new they transfers, did. yeah, they got um, Antoine Walker yeah, from, from URI. URI. Yeah, and I mean that that kid looks like he could really be something too. I know. Yeah, and he's just here for his um, graduate right grad school. Yeah, so he, I, I think he only averaged like seven points at URI, but for comparison, Peter kiss only averaged six points at Rutgers. Yeah. So, I mean, if this kid is doing that at URI, you put him in that Bryant offense and you give him the keys to it with Charles, Charles pride, pride, like sky's the limit for them at that. But point. I know that they're, they're losing hall. Yeah. And obviously Peter kiss. Yeah. Those are two massive losses because hall is one of the best defensive players and rebounders in the NEC. Yeah. So that's going to be a big loss for us too, but I know we also have two other transfers coming in as well. So Bryant, from what I can tell for a school like us, at least in basketball, you kind of have to become a transfer capital. It's going to be, you you can't land these really high end top prospects. Now, Charles pride was a great prospect that we landed and we grew and you know, he was homebred here grew from the ground up. Exactly. And when he, we we've reaped, we've reaped the rewards of it. Yeah. A guy like Peter kiss though, you know, he went to, he went to Quinnipiac, you know, then proceeded to go on to Rutgers and we were able to get him in the transfer portal. Guys like hall was a transfer guy. Luis, I believe was a transfer guy. So we're kind of, that's kind of how we've had to build ourselves up and i think i don't think grasso minds that i think he likes the the fact that hey we'll bring in these guys that were disgruntled in other programs we'll build them up here and go from there i think bryant if they were to if they if they take that mentality to the america east conference and also get and also get some talent that will come with being in a better conference you know you know if you're in the america east conference you can go to these you know slightly more high-end uh recruits and basically say hey hey you're gonna be facing better competition now so come to us yeah if mixing that I think this is a really great, this could be a really great move for Bryant basketball. And I can guarantee you one of the pitches is going to be, we want to beat Vermont. Yeah. We want to be that team in the tournament, but I know specifically for Bryant, Bryant gets a good amount of transfers. Yes. That no matter what sport it is, I, I, cause I know basketball, they landed Peter kiss, but even like for the swim team, we, my coach pulls some strings in the transfer portal and gets these high ass recruits yeah. from a lot faster schools that have like, we got a dude from Hawaii a couple years ago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And he just blew all the records off for Bryant and for the NEC and just for everything. So it's, it's just ridiculous, but there's one, but for this, the American East is going to be a lot more competitive than the NEC was hundred percent. I, I, mean, I mean, listen, I hate the- lacrosse is, U Albany is one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. 
and now Bryant lacrosse has to go face them. Yeah, but what's that going to be like? I mean, I'm excited about that, though, because you mentioned Bryant was a lacrosse school before coming here. Bryant lacrosse coming into this year was nationally ranked. Yeah. So it, so I, I kind of find it, it's kind of you know, about damn time that, you know, we get to actually see how they match up against better competition. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we get it. You can, we, you can kill it against these NEC kids, but how do you match up when, you know, the competition's a step higher? I, I really am excited to see that as well. I'm excited. This yeah. is, this, this is just a, this is just huge for the school. And I'm a fan of it because I get to, I get, for me, I get to race faster competition and, and any, and a championship ring isn't going to come as easy. We got to work a little harder next year. And, I know men's basketball has got to work a little harder. Uh, lacrosse got to work a little harder. Everybody's got to work slightly harder. Yeah. Just because the competition got a lot better. And that's huge for the school because now we can land, as you mentioned, we can try and land these better and, you know, just bigger recruits. Yeah. It, it's huge for us. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes next. Uh, you know, like that, that's, that's the big thing too. And I think a lot of people were wondering why is Bryant trying to get out of the NEC right now? They just won in, they just won for, uh, for basketball and they had a very good football season. Why are you trying to get out right now? And uh, the answer is basically, all right, like you had a very great season and I could understand people saying, well, have a three-year run, kind of run the NEC for a little bit and do that. And, but on the flip side of it, again, Bryant is a transfer capital. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee that you're going to have, that you're going to be able to, you know, really build that for three years. If, if you say, all right, we, we're going to have a three-year run, and, and then after year three, we're going to the America East. Okay, you can do that. But what happens at, in, in, if in year two, your entire program goes down the tubes, and it's like, all right, I guess we're, we're going to have to be back in the NEC until we get another shot at this. For yeah. Bryant, I, I, and I, I think this a lot has to do with basketball. I mean, again, this is a, this is a complete athletics decision, but basketball, I think, you know, the, the attention that it put on the map for Bryant, I think, was a large driving factor in getting this decision done. Yeah. But – for, for Bryant, when they look at this, it's it's like, all right, we put ourselves on the map. If the America East Conference is giving us this bid, we better take it because because we don't yeah. know when we're going to get a shot like this again. No, because then there's also been a lot of sports teams here that have been running the table on the NEC. I know the, the Bryant women's team has won five championships in a row. The, <laughs> men, the men have won both years they've been in the NEC, and we absolutely clobbered our competition this past year. And then, as we all know, Bryant men's basketball won. L- lacrosse is, has been winning. Uh, baseball's been winning and it's it, it's amazing yeah and it and like you said it, it gives us a better opportunity to land these guys but it also gives us I, I think it also gives us I, it does give us a better opportunity to perform well in, yes. and and well well to be uh awarded more when we make the playoffs like yes because this is an athletic school well and yeah and the other thing too wasn't Vermont like a 13 seed I think like no with, with, Ye- were they a six? I don't think they were a sixteen. They weren't a sixteen seed. I don't know what they were, but they I, weren't I a think, sixteen. I think they were like a fourteen or a thirteen, from my best belief. Yeah, if I you can look at, I just look it up real quick. Yeah, if you can look it up, because you know, obviously, Brian, it, it was like, oh, you you won the NEC, you you won the you won the uh, regular season championship, you cruised to a victory over Wagner. And in, in, in my mind, I was like, that should give you an automatic bid, but because you're from the terrible conference, which is the NEC, they were like, no playing. Yeah, Vermont was a thirteen seed. Yeah, for, yeah. So if you're if you're Bryant. I mean, listen, it doesn't for people that don't know a ton about sports, at least in a March Madness style bracket, a 13 versus 16 doesn't sound huge. That is the biggest difference that you can make for Bryant. If if mm-hmm. they were to, I mean, again, St. Peter's was a 15 and they were able to run it to the finals. Yeah. But so if you're a 13 seed, that upset potential goes through the roof. And it also I mean, it that puts us closer to potentially being a 12 seed, the 12 versus a five seed. Is, has it's a classic been, upset. It's, it's always, a cl- there's always a 12 versus five upset every single year. You have to at least and put it's one. the biggest upset and the, 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 mo- the most unknown 
upset. Yeah. And in because you don't know who's going to do it, but you know one of them's going to pull it off. It's going to happen. And exactly. So it's like again, if we can get close to being in that to being within that upset range, it's perfect. I mean, listen, like had we made it as a 16 seed versus Arizona, I would have been like, oh, let's go. But you know you're going to get killed. It's like, it, I mean, listen, congrats to UMBC, and I know we're going to get get to face them, so maybe we can learn a little bit from them yeah. on to on how to do that. How but, to beat a one seed? Oh uh, yeah, on how to beat a one seed. But at least, at least now there's a shot. If we beat our competition in this in this conference, we're not going to get absolutely we're not going to get absolutely screwed come March Madness time and have to face just an absolute powerhouse in the first game. Yeah, which is huge. Right state and yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, right state the powerhouse. So, oh yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, nah, it's, I, I know what you're talking about like team like Arizona, like Duke, Gonzaga, all mm-hmm. those guys because those are all going to be the one seats. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I. I all the teams are NBA bound. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. All those guys have, you know, already have their draft stock like yeah. listed. And it. it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going in the first yeah. round. So I-, I like the fact that Bryant is making this move. I'm really glad that uh, they do see the this opportunity. I mean, obviously, we're going to be building a new basketball stadium here, too. So it, it-, it kind of. We kind, I kind of feel like the middle child, at least in this situation, because yeah. you saw like so much great stuff get built up before we came here, like the AIC and all this stuff. Yeah. And now we're seeing a new basketball center come here. And I'm just like, where's the new pool? What the heck? Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know. Couldn't we have gotten like something now? Like, I, 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 I'm like, yeah. I'm like, couldn't have something been under construction and being finished like when I was here. So, oh, yeah. The, the residence halls <laughs> for the freshmen. Yeah. For the freshmen. I'm what like, the- I'm, yeah. But are they even. The only reason that that got fixed was due to don't worry about it. Uh, the only reason that got fixed was because of Bristol flooding. Yeah, that's the only reason yep. that got fixed. Otherwise, that would have been delayed. And Warren was renovated before we came in as freshmen. Mm-hmm. And it does not. It's not even that nice. No, it's not. So, it's not. So, I mean, it listen, I, I again, it's nicer than Barrington, though. Yeah, Barrington's Barrington's a hellhole. Yes, it is. <laughs> that, it is. Th- thank God I didn't have to live in yes, Barrington. Uh, the only, I mean, the the other benefit to to it at too is, you know, I know we're kind of like making fun of, oh, Brent doesn't build any new things. Getting us in this conference, it allows us to, you know, get generate more money for the school, obviously. Exactly. And it and the, you know, I know Brian, like they're trying to build a new basketball center. This is going to, you know, have a, an incredible you know, this is going to be able to, you know, obviously create more funding for that yep. and allow us to, you know, invest in other things down the line. I'm waiting for a new pool. <laughs> we, the women have won five years in a row and the men have won twice in a row. Where is our new pool? We what's, can barely fit our team in our own pool. What's wrong with the pool? It's wet. It's so small. It, it, the deck space is no deck space. I, it, I mean, it's a pool. It, but it, you need deck space. What, what the, you need an eight lane pool, a what, 50 meter Olympic size pool. Hear me out. You get Michael Phelps practicing in there every day, huh? Michael I mean, Phelps is coming to Bryant. Then I, I, I mean, I, we got bigger problems. Yeah, we, we have, there, there, there are much bigger problems. To, but I'm saying, I'm saying, build a pool, not because I'm a swimmer, but because it bring it generates a lot of money. Oh, it, it absolutely. It just it a takes lot a lot to keep it to keep it run. But a 50 meter Olympic sized swimming pool can bring a lot of money because you got high school teams, club teams, and and NCAA teams and diving. I mean, one point. of the things one of the things we need is a diving well. We don't have a diving well. Yeah, true. Divers, divers have to go off campus. Yeah, that that, that is something that's crazy to me. The fact that we don't like we've had we don't have a hockey rink either. Where's the hockey rink? Yeah, but we only have club hockey. But still, we can start a team. We can start a team. I would love to see some Brian hockey. I I, I mean, if we're, if we're starting fights at a basketball game, I what, can't. What, what can we do in a hockey? <laughs> like I don't know. Setting. Oh, like, like Jesus Christ! Like, are we just gonna have fights with the actual players? Like, now nah, we're gonna be like Brad Marsh trying to lick people. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, maybe it's for maybe it's for the betterment of of mankind. Maybe, yeah, that maybe, maybe it's for the best. Ho- 
that ho- Brian doesn't have a hockey team. Yeah. Cause if, if we had one, we were even like decent, like there might be like, there might be bigger problems on our hands. Probably. probably. Yeah. Like not probably like def- a lawsuit. Like, like, like a lawsuit. We almost something. had a lawsuit from the basketball game. No, we. I think we do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure we're sitting on one right now. Yeah, I know we're under investigation. So I'm just like, I'm like, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Don't look at me. I wasn't there. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I was were. at work. Is that your? You were there. Yeah, I was. You were there. Yeah, I was. You're guilty by association. I. Everyone in my section immediately sat down. Didn't didn't stop a kid from behind me from getting struck with a water bottle. But unless we look at the video, we see Brian throwing a water bottle. <laughs> At Tupper. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd be the enemy. Of Did this. you see if anyone didn't ever if, if anyone out there didn't see the, the Bryant basketball or hear <laughs> about it, you need to look up, look it up and just watch Tupper, the Bryant mascot. Dave Zarilla. Try, just trying to be an authoritative figure. I, and it just looking absolutely ridiculous. I know the guy on I know the guy in the mascot suit too. It's 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 our wide receiver, David Zarilla. That's funny. Yeah. And I I, I was talking with him the whole time and, it, and like I was setting up memes and stuff, and he, and he ended up saying, I'm becoming a meme right now. This is amazing. He is. He is yeah. becoming a meme. So I love that. I mean, Dave's a great guy. I'd love to get him back on the show to discuss that. Yeah. Uh you know, moving on to the NBA real quick. Well, 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 quickly before we do that, obviously, too. What else we got? Well, obviously, you, you, something you hinted at was Bryant football joining. The oh, Big yes. South. So, oh, how can I forget so, Bryant? So, football? so this is like the so that so this is the weird part of it. The NEC yeah, has football. The America East Conference, while they are a better conference, does not have football. So we so to make up for that and to keep our football program, we are joining the Big South as a school from Rhode Island. <laughs> I'm like, you can't make this up. I mean, this is kind of the part of. I've looked up some of the schools there before. It's uh, it yeah. It, you, do you have it right now? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, Big South Conference. Here we go. I know. I know a couple of them off the top of my head. Oh wait, F- football standings. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I, um, Keenshaw State. Is that Kennesaw or Ken? How Ken, does it- Kennesaw State, Monmouth, North Carolina A and T, Robert Morris University, Charleston Southern, Hampton, North Alabama. Campbell and Gardner Webb. Okay, nice. Uh, I, Alabama, who Northern Al, North Alabama <laughs> is going to be in a conference with Bryant University that is in Rhode Island. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound silly. I mean, hey, uh, you were talking about getting better recruits. Maybe we and get some kids from Alabama Keenshaw, to come up here. Keensaw State, or however you pronounce it, it was seven and zero in the conference. Mm. Bryant, and they were eleven and eleven and two total. So. They're going to have a. They're going to have their work cut out for them. They're going to have their work cut. I want. I want to see who did. Who did these people play? Yeah. Who did they? Who did Kinshaw play? They played Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I don't we don't don't we have it cut out for us? My wow. God. And but they lost forty five to seventeen. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, like some of these Mammoth. Who'd Mammoth play? Mammoth had to have play. Um, the biggest school that they played looks like it's Princeton. I mean, but or we, Fordham or Middle Tennessee. Um, Robert Morris. I don't think played anybody really. I mean, some of these. Oh, they played Howard. Howard is pretty decent. I mean, at least from what I can tell, I I don't know if this is the full schedule. Or at least part Michigan. of at least part of the Bryant schedule is out, and it goes FIU, FIU, uh, URI, Brown. Uh, I'm assuming North Carolina A and T. Uh, there's some other school with a pirate logo. I'm sorry, I don't know that. Uh, I'm assuming Gardner Webb. That must be Robert Morris. No, Robert uh, Robert Morris is at the bottom. It's RMU. They're, we're playing them November 19th. Uh, we, we're playing Holy Cross next year. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, I think we're playing Charleston as well. So uh, I, I, I clicked on the, the logo for the Pirate, and it just does not say their name. <laughs> 
It's Charleston Southern. Is it Charleston Southern? Okay, that makes sense. The Buccaneers. Man, okay, that the would blue, make sense. The blue pirate guy? It is a Buccaneer, yes. Yep, that is a Buccaneer. So, yeah. I'm sitting here on live radio, and I just said the blue pirate guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's part of live radio for you though there you go so there's that obviously so that'll be a pretty big move for those guys i can't wait to get some of their perspective on it too i'll have to talk with uh you know either you know for brice mckendy seviaka zeviakos you know one of those guys talk with them about it but uh wow have to some, they played liberty uh uh campbell played liberty really that means they played malik willis <laughs> and just got torched 48 to 7 jesus christ oh my god for them at least we didn't have to do that no. <laughs> ah I, listen football it's great we'll we'll see how we do that, that that's more of trial by fire just yeah. gonna say oh i wish them the best but work that's gonna be uh very they, interesting they got the work it out for them they do so we'll see how it goes uh but as you mentioned we were also going to talk some nba news tonight tyler uh we i jumped the gun a little bit but that's, that's okay hey it's fine everyone kind of jumps the gun a little bit I, I have a joke, but I'm not going to make it there. Uh, <laughs> I have a joke, but I will not make it. Uh, in NBA news, uh, you know, we I was talking about the Boston Celtics on my show, uh, you know, last Friday with with special guest uh, Jack Easeld, and Boston we were we were Celtics. and we were speaking very highly of them. And for the first time in a long time, I had I had some semblance of a belief in this team, and I was like, you know what? They actually seem like they like each other, and they're not just tolerating each other. They the, were a contender. Yeah, they were a contending team, and ever everyone was saying the Boston Celtics might be the real deal and actually have a title run on their hands this season. And, and, I, and boom. Yeah. Everything has to get screwed. Boom. Us. And I, I, I listen, you can make the case. Their for ship hit an iceberg like the Titanic. You can make the case. For, goes. You can make the case for 17 rings. I don't care. I've only seen one of them. Boom. Gone. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. So they're it, done. So in case you're living under a rock, Robert Williams suffered a torn meniscus and is going to miss uh, at, is going to miss several weeks. Uh, he, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he's going to be out at least four to six. And uh-huh. and pot and likely at is the soonest he'll be back for the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Mm. But God damn, man. Like, so we're rolling here and this. This sucks. So I heard from Adrian Wojnarowski, because that's how you say it. I'm pretty sure. Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. I don't know. Either way, everyone knows what we're talking about. So there's two options. The one, first the option is he's out four to six weeks recovery. He's back after the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then the other option keeps him out the rest of the season. Yeah. So, so there, his agent and the Celtics are both discussing right now as to what they're going to do. But this is a big problem because it's a left well, knee meniscus tear. Well, according to, according to Woj, they, he ended up getting the surge, the shorter surgery. He did. He did. Okay. Get, he did get the shorter surgery. So he'll be, he'll be back for the second round of the playoffs right, if we make it that far. But but that's a big problem because we the Celtics ever since they've gone on this run have been the best defensive team in the league. And Robert and Robert Williams is the focal point of that. He is because they're they're about thirteen and three since the All Star break. Yeah, and that's the best in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Rob, of Rob Williams when he came in the league, but he's just become a different man at this point. And I mean, he's, he's easily a top 10 center in the league. Yeah. Ken, Kendra Perkins was actually talking about that. They, um, or, uh, two days ago saying how big of a blow this is because you're talking about a top 10 center and a dude that's could be on first team, all defensive or could be on the first team, all defensive team and is also in contention. He's right there for defensive player of the year. He's definitely not going to win it because of the names that are probably up there, like Giannis and, you know, Embiid and all those guys, but still, yeah, he's, he's huge for the Boston Celtics because, because he's so big and he's an athletic big man. He opens up a lot for Tatum and Brown. And I know 
I, I if if you watch him, he'll he'll make a d- defensive play and he'll sprint down to the other uh, other end. You don't see many big men doing that. Yeah. And no. the other only other dude you really see doing that is Giannis, and because that's because Giannis takes one stride and he's <laughs> down the uh, other down side the of the court. court. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, so so yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's a big blow. You know, just for them because now who are you gonna who you got, who you got there? Yeah, Daniel Tice and you have Al Horford. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just I like, mean I love Al Horford. I love him. But you he he doesn't bring the athletic ability to the team. He brings the the leadership and the and the fact that he's a veteran and he's been to the finals before. Mm-hmm. He he brings that's what he brings to the team. He's probably helping coach Robert Williams. Oh, 100 percent out loud. Hundred percent. So I, I love having Horford back, but he he's he we can't count him on the playoffs because with Robert Williams, we were a contender for a title. Yeah. Now we are probably an early second round exit. Yeah. If if Williams doesn't come back and it's hundred yeah. percent. If Williams is able to jump back into this offense and you yeah. know, and they can just like without skipping a beat. Yeah, and, and do that, then maybe they then maybe you can reignite those title hopes, but it that that's a big what if. It, it, it's a huge what if. And I know that he's averaging two point two blocks per game, which yeah. is pretty big. Yeah, that's and huge that, for us. That, that's huge. And 9.6 rebounds per game and, you know, a 74% field goal percentage. So this is just, it's just a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you might hate me for this comparison because I don't consider these other two players to be close to this kind yeah. of a role. But, you know, you look at Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. They are like, they are like, think of them as like almost the MJ and Pippen of, of like the Celtics do. I'm not saying they're anywhere close to that, to the greatness that those guys had, but just put them in that, just put them in that, in that kind of a conversation. Rob Williams is, is this team's Dennis Rodman to like where, that. to where you have him underneath. He's going to do the dirty work. He's going to, he'll kind of be an unsung hero in the end. He'll, he'll get the rebounds. Yeah. He'll get the blocks. He'll do, he'll do his part to get, yeah. and he'll, he'll get the rebound. He'll feed you the ball. Yeah. Like, that's that. He'll tell you score. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta feed your weapon, the ball and their weapons are Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be at the type, at least from what I can tell, he's not the type of starter to basically be like, Oh, I'm going to demand the ball all this kind of time. He's almost like, Marcus Smart without the personality yeah. in the body of a center. Mm-hmm. Like he has Marcus Smart's play style in the body of a center, and it's everything you could want from him. And He's the fact the player we've been missing. Yeah, li- literally. I think Robert Williams, uh, you know, kind of had this. He basically had this offense and this entire team unlocked. Yeah. And he, the Celtics were missing that one piece for the longest time to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And the hump was the second round or the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals or however you want to call it. But the hump was getting to the finals. The hump was their own heads. Exactly. And then now you, you throw in Robert Williams and he's playing so well. And now you just crush our dreams. Yeah. And I, he's gone. I, I mean, we were the top team in the East. Chokes on me for, have, for having faith. I mean, why should I have? Why should I've ever had faith in, in this team for things to go right? When did they ever go right? We were the best team in the East for a full like day, <laughs> and then he just is done. And what are we now like fourth? Yeah, <laughs> but granted, the fourth spot is also like it's not a bad we're spot. one game behind first place. Yeah, so, so it, it's like the East is very close. It, right it's now. a dog fight right now. So there it is. Oh, one one to like ten is a dog fight. It's it's big, yeah. Because you got Charlotte down there toward the end. Lamelo's falling out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got LeBron over on the West, not not even in the playoffs. God, I hate him. <laughs> God, I hate him. I, I mean, I, I, I hate. I, I don't like the the Jordan comparisons. I think it's. I think they are two separate players. But I, hate, I but I, I but but LeBron. Michael Jordan isn't going to be on the Lakers right now and letting that team fall out of the playing tournament. You know, he, he didn't even have a playing no. tournament. He had I, eight. I, he, I, he had eight. Se- he had eight seeds. 
And, you know, Jordan Lee, I, a guy like a guy, a guy with Jordan's temperament would not let this team be outside of the eight seed. At no, least. No way. What? No way he gets out of the eight seed. Jordan. Jordan, oh, yeah. Jordan ain't letting them go down that far. No. And LeBron is about to, about to have them be in the play-in tournament. They're, they're currently out of the play-in tournament right now. They're currently the 11th seed. That's because LeBron stinks. <laughs> LeBron stinks. Yes, he's the NCAA. He's the NCAA. Whoa. NBA league. He never school. even played Jeez, there. He never went to college. <laughs> I can tell sometimes. But he's, um, he's the NBA leading scorer right now. But his team isn't performing well. They're garbage. Because he signed all his friends. Mm-hmm. What happens when you sign all your friends? You don't win. Mm-hmm. Granted, look, uh, Carmelo Anthony was a decent signing. Yeah. Because he's still got some some stuff left in the tank. Russell Westbrook. Russell I don't know Westbrook what the is, hell has happened. been the worst signing in the Lakers history ever to, to be created ever. Yeah. He's awful. I don't know how. The, I can I, shoot better. Yeah. And I stink. Mm-hmm. I swim for a reason. <laughs> I'm bad at basketball. Yeah. I, I play like I'm six foot ten and I'm six two. I have that exact same problem. And the wor- and the worst part part is I'm three inches shorter than you. So it's it's an even worse situation. It's a little worse. It's a little worse, yeah. I can semi get it. I can't get away with it. My roommate is six foot four, two hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> oh, so you can just bully bodies you. me. You Shaquille O'Neal's me. Jesus Christ. Not fair. But the the the, the Lakers, the, the they're I mean, Anthony Davis hasn't been the most healthy thing all year, and neither is LeBron. No. But when LeBron's on the floor, he's dropping like 40-something points per game. What's Anthony Davis doing? <laughs> Sitting on the bench, twiddling his thumbs? Pretty much. He's not doing anything. No, yeah. And then you can, and if you overlook at the other L.A. teams, you got the Clippers don't even have their two stars, and they're balling. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where Kawhi Leonard is. I don't even know if he's in the NBA <laughs> at this point. But Paul George is back and just dropped 34 points per game. Yeah. Or 34 34 points in that game. Yeah. But, but Tyler, I think the situation going on at the Lakers in versus with the Celtics, it's the perfect comparison. I mean, the Celtics were, the Celtics were the 11th seed back in January and they, they looked like they were on the outside of the playoffs. And, you know, there were talks as to will Jalen Brown be traded this offseason and, and are the, and are the Celtics going to try to blow this thing up? There were talks about that in January and the Celtics said, the Celt- I think these players finally said to each other, all right, let's actually like try to get along with each other. Let's not just try to tolerate each other and actually like each other mm-hmm. and actually push for this. That's what the Celtics did, and they became the best team in the East for a day. And my, and I think you know if if you take away that Rob Williams injury, maybe they maybe the maybe they uh, go a little bit further on that. The Lakers are the exact opposite. They may even love each other, but all the internal issues that they have with each other literally just sour that entire locker room. I'm just trying to find when the Celtics acquired Al Horford. We got him because- back. We got him back in 2016. What? No, we traded. Oh, for him when this we year. oh when we traded for him, I, I yeah we I, traded. He was in the Schroeder trade, wasn't he? Uh, no, he came back when we traded Kemba. He, he came back at the beginning of the season. I don't think. he Are did. you talking about Daniel Tice? No, Daniel Tice was was a part oh, of the yeah, Schroeder Boston trade. Oh yeah, Boston fired Al Horford, Moses Brown for Kemba Walker in the sixties. Okay, you're right. But either way, I think this Al Horford returning it was huge for this team. Yeah, I will never, never diss Al Horford. He no. is true Boston born and bred. I know he wasn't. But still, he is the he's the best thing the Celtics have had since, you know, Pierce and Garnett and those guys. 100%. Obviously, Jason Tatum is just Jason Tatum. But Al Horford is, was the cornerstone for a little while. Yeah. And his, the, the, the leadership he brings is unmatched. I, 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 I keep saying that but because I can't, can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. The, the leadership that he brings to this team is a reason why 
they really started to turn it on a little late because he probably sent in the locker room. All right, guys, come on, stop fighting. This is enough. We're, <laughs> we're done. You know, we need, we need to start playing basketball together. We're a basketball team. What are we doing? We have uh, a two all-stars right here, and then I'm your third. Yeah. Where, what are you guys doing? I mean, Horford isn't the third. But he's still an all. He was, he was an all-star at one point. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say. He was an all-star at one point because you got Tatum is an all-star. Brown's been an all-star. And Horford's been an all-star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these guys know what it takes to play well. Yeah. And, what- and to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Horford knows what it takes to get to the finals. But the thing that's incredible, though, is even those Celtics team that those Celtics teams with Tatum and Brown that have been making the Eastern Conference Finals, those teams are were just teams that were tolerating each other. They were almost yeah. winning in spite of the problems that they were having yes. with one another. And so, now they don't have as many problems. And I'm just like, what? What are they doing? And playing I'm, well? Yeah. And then you got a freaking curveball like this thrown at you. This isn't a curveball. This is a sinking ship. <laughs> this is the Titanic and the two, and they just hit the iceberg, and now they're they're. Going, but we might be able to 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 keep it afloat because it's 2022, and we can probably get somebody out there to help them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who it's going to be, but who's going to step up? The, the question is, who's going to step up for the Celtics team? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, do you think it's going to be Daniel Tice? I don't. I really don't think it's going to be Daniel Tice. It would have to be Daniel Tice, which scares me. It does, but you also, but again, Horford, Horford is there. Can Horford be able to? battle underneath the rim and get these rebounds and feed the ball to Tatum and Brown. I mean, he used to be an Embiid stopper for a little bit. He was. So can he, can he get back to that even for a little bit? He, he, he's older, so he doesn't have a lot left in the tank, but can he use what he has left in the tank to, to be that person that we need? I mean, the equivalent- this, this, this is one of the reasons he's on this team. Yeah. I mean, the, could Al Horford physically be an Embiid stopper again? Yes. Will it take everything out of him? And we, yes, it, yes. it's, it's, it'll be the, it's will the, make him retire at the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. It's the equivalent of like using a human shield. Like yeah. it, that, that's basically what it would be for Al Horford to play at that level. He could do it, but then at the end, it'd be like, uh, it almost kind of be like in a, in star Wars where, you know, you just see Obi-Wan Kenobi just like disappear into the robe. Yeah. Like it, it'd be like, that took everything out of me. The, the problem now without Robert Williams is, what happens if you face the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs? You are not stopping Giannis. No. He's my favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> I love him. I have like six of his jerseys. Yeah. I love that man. Jesus Christ. That's actually, I, you have six Giannis jerseys? Yeah. Oh my God. DHK, you get him for like 12 bucks. Oh, but, true. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I, I do because he's my favorite player. He, he's a great guy, but he's just a monster on the court. Oh my God. And who, you can't stop him. Nobody stops Giannis. You saw him in the NBA Finals last year. He was unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Now he's even more motivated because he got a massive contract and he wants to repeat again. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, yeah, I'm still this guy. I'm still, I, I'm the next guy up. He's the next guy up. So you go from Jordan, you, you go from Jordan to Kobe. Kobe. He passed the torch to Kobe. Kobe probably basically passes the torch to LeBron. I know they overlapped a lot playing. But that's basically what goes on in my head. Yeah. And in most people's heads. But now I think it's going to now it's Giannis. Steph Curry is in there, but Steph Curry is just on a different level. Yeah. You can, you can make a decent, a decent uh, case though for Kobe, like effectively passing the torch to LeBron. Cause when was Kobe's last championship? Like 2010. 10. Yeah. I mean, LeBron went to the heat in 11 and you know, 
you yeah. know, started winning championships after that. Yeah. It was a pretty effective passing of the it, torch. It, it was. It was. And, and, and in my head, that's how it goes. It is, it's Jordan and then LeBron or no, Kobe, then LeBron. And now I see Giannis. Yeah. Because Steph Curry came in the league right when LeBron kind of did, kind of. It was kind of like a six-year difference because he was drafting like 2009. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was, but those two are roughly the same age. Pretty much. So I think the passing of the torch has been to Giannis. And Giannis is just running away with it right now, because who who in the who else in this in the NBA right now is an unstoppable force? I mean, you have Kevin Durant, but he was drafted basically. He was drafted two thousand seven. Yeah, Kevin Durant in my mind though. Steph Curry right now is and when he's healthy, he's the most unstoppable player in the NBA. See, I disagree. I think when healthy, Giannis is the most unstoppable player. Oh, because you physically cannot stop him. He's basically Shaq. He, he's the, he's the new school version of Shaquille O'Neal. You couldn't you couldn't stop Shaquille O'Neal, could you? No, he just body you because he's so big. Giannis is so big, but he's so fast. Good luck. Yeah, Durant is deadly because he can shoot, and then he can do exactly what Giannis does. Yeah, is even though he's not the biggest guy, he's tall, but he's not the the thickest guy. He'll still body you because mm-hmm. his, his reach is so long. This and then Curry just yeah. drops fifty shooting from. Him. <laughs> The, the other end of the court, yeah. but, you know. This is why Durant, in my mind, is is the most uh, unstoppable player in the league, and I, I can respect the fact of Giannis because he is my two. Like I, I mean, l- yeah. like I like this isn't this this isn't a case, uh, you know, for or against LeBron, but just in terms of physical attributes, yeah. it's got to go Durant, and, and then in my opinion, Giannis too. And it's yeah. uh, there's just that one play of Durant in the finals against the Cavs where it was either the one where they beat them, uh, where they either swept them or they beat them when they were up three one or something like that. And Durant, it's when Durant go, goes up the court in Cleveland and just pulls up from three yeah. and seven foot, seven foot tall dude who easily could have taken that thing to the basket to the basket and slammed it pulls up, a pulls three. up from deep three and yeah. sinks it to ice the game. I'm just like, there's no way you can physically stop that. You know what? You can't physically stop Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA finals last year, the game ceiling dunk drew holiday steals it. Giannis is running down the court. He, Throws an alley oop for it. Giannis slams it, almost hits his head on the backboard. And in that moment, and ice is that's pretty much the seal of the game because there was like 10, 15 seconds left. I agree. That and I, iced the game, and that you cannot stop that. You can't stop that. And that is one of the most, you know, that just that really does define uh Giannis's uh, you know, cape capability. I showed my girlfriend that play, and she goes, Whole, holy crap, how do you even stop that? Yeah. I go, you can't. Yeah, you, you physically can't. <laughs> like, it's not even, un- it's, you can't. No, you Good can, luck. You can't stop that. And, and you can, let me know. But when I see, and, and listen, Giannis is getting a jump shot together, which is dangerous. If he gets close to what KD can do with a jump shot, it, it's over, and, and he would be num- my number one. But he, he, it, it would be very dangerous for the NBA. But, again, what Kevin Durant can do at that height and, you know, again, he's a very, he's a very enforcing, you know, down low. Yeah. What, what he can do. Good, at, he's got good handles too. Absolutely. What he, keep going. what he can do at that height, playing like a point guard. It's incredible. And I don't know how you stop that. I, it, and again, Giannis is bigger. He's put on a lot of bulk. You can't stop what Kevin Durant does. It's insane. Giannis has put on so much weight <laughs> since he's come into the NBA. Yeah. I don't know if anyone is has seen the pictures mm-hmm. of when Giannis was in the NBA, which you need to look it up because it was absolutely ridiculous how much weight this man has put on. And it's just straight muscle. Yeah. He is absolutely yoked now. He, and he's very cut too. He's mm-hmm. very lean. 
but he's built. And when, when, and you you tell me, you see that guy charging toward you and while you're under the rim, I mean, like, that's just my life would flash before my eyes. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I couldn't. And that, that's why he's, you know, two-time MVP, the finals MVP, defensive player of the year. He's he's got a he's literally got a Hall of Fame resume. And he's twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. What? Like what? It's it's remarkable. What's now what? Yeah. And he won an NBA championship on his own. Mm-hmm. He brought back early two thousands, win a championship on your own, not build a super team, then win a championship. Yeah. He did it on his own. I mean, granted, some of the guys he had were perfect pieces, and I know absolutely before last season, I called the, the Milwaukee Bucks making a huge run solely because Drew Holiday was on that team. Drew Holiday was huge for Giannis. He made, he's a great defensive player, and he can shoot. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously got Chris Middleton over there. Game, this game, game over. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> Just call it. Just call it. The Celtics do not have a chance to stop any of that in the, in, the, in the playoffs now that Robert Williams is gone mm-hmm. because he could keep up with Giannis. He's fast because he, he's young and he's big. He could keep up with Giannis. Yeah. Warford can't. Tice isn't fast enough. I, I I agree with you. Speaking of uh, getting stopped in the playoffs and some things uh, and some and, you know, getting having to deal with that. Uh, I think that's actually a good point for us to transition into our final topic of the night, which is in the NFL. And Tyler, uh, this has been a very hot button issue in the National Football League ever since that playoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills uh, that ended in a lot of controversy. You Even know. the pa- Patriots Chiefs a couple years ago, people yeah. were st- Started to talk about it. Absolutely. So Bill's Chiefs was icing on the cake. Yeah. Continue. So obviously for, for anyone who hasn't seen the NFL is adjusting their overtime rules and uh, I'll, I'll read them off to you now. So basically both teams will now have possession of the ball in overtime in the postseason. So this is only for postseason, by the way. Uh, regular if, season stayed the same. Yeah. Regular season is going to stay the same. And it now it then says if the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. So it essentially is both teams will get a shot and then it is and then it becomes what the old overtime is. And then uh, if, if any kick, if the kicking off team to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, that team will be uh, that team that kicked off is the winner. So it's, it's very similar to the original overtime rules and basically makes it and uh, basically in a lot of people's minds, makes it more fair. What do you, what do you think about this? Cry me a river, man. <laughs> go, go put on your little baby diaper and cry and cry. Go in the corner and cry. You lost a coin flip. Yeah. And then your defense just couldn't hold them. Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Defense wins championships. That's one of the, one of the things that, that that line has come from. If you don't get the ball in overtime, you need to trust to have trust in your defense to pull out a huge stop and win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I mean, I typically agree with that statement, Tyler, but just to play devil's advocate, both teams couldn't stop those quarterbacks in that game. And when you get to overtime, You've already played a full game of football. Those guys are already going to be gassed at that point. How do you expect them if they couldn't stop them in that fir- in those first four quarters? What's going to change come that overtime period and, and allow you to get that stop? Swim. Build up endurance. Come on. <laughs> you need to have the endurance. I mean, I'm being serious. These, these guys need to have some more endurance. I mean, they're, they're good. They're, these quarterbacks lately, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, uh, Mahomes, uh, Wilson, these guys are young. I mean, Wilson is a little older, but still, Mac Jones. These guys are young and are able to go up and down, up and down the field multiple times. This defense needs to be able to keep up with them. I mean, even Matthew Stafford, he's old, 
But that man, overtime against the Bucs, threw the ball downfield to Cooper Cup and was sprinting down the field. The defense was jogging. You guys need to keep up. Like, and that's just how fast paced. Yeah, the that, only difficulty that the, that the oh, that overtime is going to become. You yeah. need to be able to keep up. Yeah, Tyler. The only difficulty with that though is, I mean, something at least I know from baseball is, you know, I, I played outfield a lot, and mm-hmm, uh, you know, too. something they always teach it is, you know, whenever the ball is hit, it's first step back, and it's at, yes. and because it's always easier to go back on a ball and then come and, forward yeah, than the it is, is then go forward and then go back. Yeah, because yeah. it just takes a lot to go backwards. For a lot of these guys and uh, people on offense, you're always moving forward unless you have like a little mm-hmm. screenplay. But the uh, the offensive game plan is always to move forward. The, the defense, on the other hand, besides the guys on that front seven that yeah. are usually rushing you, are always are, are always moving backwards. Mm-hmm. And you th- can the defense turn around and sprint back? Sure. But then you're not going to have your eyes on the ball and you're going to get burnt that way. Mm-hmm. So guys on defense, you know, always have to go back. So they could have incredible endurance. But that is something that you've that is something that kind of they have to worry about because they can't they have to do something that is more strenuous on them than what these quarterbacks do. Yeah. But these guys just need to like just quit quit your mind. You lost. I mean, like, come on. It, 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 it's getting ridiculous. These guys are like, well, well, he did this, which made me do that. And then he did that. But, but it made me do this. No, dude, you lost mm-hmm. enough. I, I, you don't you don't seem when I, when I lose a race, you know, I yeah, I have my five minutes to be like, well, well he did this and made me do that. But like, still on me, you know, like it, it all comes down to you. And that's the same thing in football. It, it, it's you. I mean, the NFL in essence made the overtime rules more fair a couple years back because previous to this, all they, all you needed, all you needed in the sudden death was a field goal. If you got within, if you got within, you know, your kicker's range that you could end it and you wouldn't even need to touch the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. We, it got to the point where, where it was like, Oh, you know, you need a touchdown. And that, those are so hard to get in the NFL, even in, even, even for these high powered teams. But now it's gotten to the point where, where it's like, yeah, of course they're going to get a touchdown. Like, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how, like get a touchdown. That That's a piece of cake for them. It's almost, it's as easy as kicking a field goal now. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you can think like that, but we had it at the point where, to where we thought we were making it, we were making it more fair. And now that's not even good enough. Thank you, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes, because they're the reason that the rule's changing, because their offenses are so insanely good. Mm-hmm. They're the reason. Those four guys. I, I feel like I'm missing another young quarterback. Josh Allen. No, I put Josh Allen in there. I, I, I thought you said Justin Herbert instead. Justin Herbert, Lamar, Mahomes. Oh, yeah, so I did forget about Herbert. But I thought he was in there, so I feel like there's still I'm still missing one. But either way, there's these young guys that are just gunslingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw Mac Jones in there, but not yet. You got to give him another year. Yeah, yeah. He, he, hopefully, his name will be in there with those guys. But those those five guys are legit. Yes, those guys are legit. Lamar has fell off a little bit from his um MVP season, but he's still legit. Yeah, he's he can still, get the job done. It's hopefully. more that's more about the team that's around him. Yeah, so hopefully, but these guys can. It, if, if my life is on the line and I need a touchdown, I'm throwing one of those five guys out there mm-hmm. because they'll automatically score. And it's becoming a problem, which is why the overtime rules have changed. And obviously, you still got Tom Brady in the league. He's done it, too. <laughs> so plenty of times. Screw that guy, too. The other, the other thing, too, that I like about I'm on the- a Boston. I'm on like a New England sports show or radio show. And I just said, screw to Tom Brady. <laughs> getting annoying yeah what what's yeah what is up with your deal with brady he's annoying retire <laughs> that man is a father he's missing so much time with his kids <laughs> oh my goodness but Giselle they must be pissed at they gave him the okay tyler to come no back. no retire <laughs> get out of here come on it's the next guy up yeah he's he's great 
But come on, don't retire. If you're not going to retire, don't retire. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Brady didn't want to retire. He, he retired because he thought that's what his family wanted. Mm. He didn't retire because he thought he was done. He obviously knew he wasn't done. He led the league in touchdown passes. So he should have won the MVP. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you there. He probably should have won it. But, but anyway, but I, but I think he's I, I mean, a guy like him, he saw that and, and was and was like, all right. Like, and he's, he's like, I really want to keep playing, but my wife doesn't want me to anymore. And Giselle probably went to him and said, Tom, it's OK. You can yeah. keep playing. And, and then he, that, that's how he got the OK. Probably. But the overtime rules have changed. And one of the reasons is because of Tom Brady, what he did to the Chiefs mm-hmm. before Super Bowl 53 to make that Super Bowl. Yeah, because again, did that, that was also a very close game in which the pay, in which the Pats, you know, obviously Brady. Was it came a, down to the coin toss. Yeah, it did. It, it, in my mind, if if it went the other way, I I wouldn't have trusted that Patriots defense to get that stop. No, what would have, but wouldn't have at the same time. Like I could see them stopping them, but I can easily see Mahomes running the train on them. I I think I think you at least would have gotten. A, I think they at least would have gotten a field goal. Yeah. At, at least they would have gotten in field goal range. Hundred percent. Yeah, they would have gotten somewhere, especially with Tyree Kill. But who's no longer on the team? <laughs> yeah, we discussed that. That was obviously pretty crazy when yeah. that went down. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I think the overtime rule is, the other is thing, good for the NFL. The other though. thing, too, is I'm, I'm just like, I liked the idea of the fact that, okay, if you get in the end zone, it's like a walk-off. And like like it's almost like a walk-off in baseball. Like, you think of James White at the end of Super Bowl uh, 51 where he dives in the end zone and everyone just loses it because, you know, we just won the championship. It's like, oh, my God. Like, even in that Chiefs game. But Bucks you, bills this past year. Tom, they won an overtime. Tom Brady threw to Rashad Perriman, and Perriman ran it like 50 yards to the end zone, and the place went nuts. It was yeah. a walk-off. So it was crazy. You, you literally get to see a walk-off. Whereas, crazy. And, I mean, you can still technically see a walk-off if, if you know, one side goes down and does it but not the other. Like, that still is on the table. But what's going to probably happen in, like, these high-leverage games, it'll be like, okay, one, t- one side gets a stop, then – or maybe, like, that first team scores first. And then that second team is going in. It's like, okay, four, fourth down. Oh, you didn't get it. And then, like, yeah. I, I don't know. That, that it just, I don't know exactly know how that's gonna like look. I, I don't know if that's gonna like be as be as entertaining as seeing a guy, you know, like dive in the end zone, make an incredible, incredible catch, see the crowd go nuts, and just know at that point it's game. Yeah, you, you're you're right because the, the those games where you have the walk offs are just immaculate. I mean, the um the uh oh, the uh the the wow the, 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 I'm, I'm, can bear with me. The, uh, I've had my moment. Minnesota miracle. There we go. The Stefan Diggs over, you know, the Saints. Walk off. That place went nuts. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was an overtime, but it might not have been. So I could just be spewing nonsense. But still, I don't think that happened in overtime. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. So I don't listen to me. I'm looking up the video of it right now, Tyler. I it's really, not overtime. I, it, it was not. It definitely wasn't overtime. It wasn't. Yeah. Don't don't tell me. Don't embarrass me. It was yeah, there was don't ten, embarrass there me. was ten seconds. Don't embarrass me. That's embarrassing. God oh damn it. My god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I mean I, I appreciate the sentiment. The the, the art of the art of the walk. I was struggling to get that out and I finally did and I wasn't even right. You're you're fine. You you, you know how many times that's happened to me? Bruh. It, it's it's more But than Bill's Bucks one did happen. And that was a walk off where it was ridiculous because in my mind for that play, I saw the the 4K camera panned to Tom Brady. And I'm like, this is the, like, this man is fan, is friends with, like, LeBron, Mark Wahlberg, like, Tom Hanks, all these guys. And he's on, he's a foot, he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. But then you, you take all the athlete off and he's a huge celebrity. Yeah. It, like, the camera on that was just, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. In my mind. It, I just, I love watching it. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's just, it's incredible to see the athlete. And then all of a sudden the helmet comes off and boom. 
There's the celebrity, mm-hmm. not the athlete, the celebrity. Yeah. Who just threw a walk-off touchdown. Yeah. You, you make a very good point. Obviously, you know, final, final verdict on these overtime rules. You're not a fan. Not, not as big of a fan, but you do make a good point. Whereas the, the feeling of the walk-off is kind of gone. Yeah. And I, and th- that's why I'm not like, that's why I was never really huge on these, on these moves. I know a ton of people are, are like, yeah. are like, this is exactly what we wanted. However, I know some people are at the same time are, are just like, we want the college football playoff playoff overtime rules. And I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. Keep it in college, please. Yeah. Cause the college football playoff is also stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, I like, if you want four teams, Oh, I'm not talking about the college football playoff. I'm talking about their overtime. The rules. overtime rules are still stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I don't need like the score to be 70 to nothing. Is that entertaining? Sure. But do we really need to have it at the end of the game where we're just like lining guys up at the 20? No. Have it be a college rule. It's a fun college rule. Keep it there. I'm good. I'm There's good. rules in college because they're slightly easier than the ones in the NFL. Yeah. That's how it is. You only need one foot in college. I mean, that's that, how it is. I mean, is that just what's going to come to the NFL now? Or are we just going to do one foot? Are we just going to become college? Yeah. One foot touchdown. No, I don't want that. Two feet is perfect. Yeah. Because it's cool. Absolutely. Antonio Holmes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, cool. The capital K. Uh, you know, t- Tyler. Past LC. Uh, you know, Tyler, a lot of that is cool. But what's not really cool, though, is that we are going to be going down to the wire. It's not not very cool, but, uh, you know, not cool, we, but not cool with a K, but we've had a but we've had a very good show, a very good show today. Obviously, uh, we started things off today by talking about Bryant leaving the NEC. Boom. Uh, peace out. Like, honestly, goodbye later. NEC. I don't I, let the door hit you on the way out. Did, didn't you guys have to you, you said did, did did you guys did your swim team have a saying about like going out and winning the NEC and doing some stuff like that? Did, yeah. Yeah. Hear a saying. Yeah. Get some neck on three. Yeah. Get some neck. And then, and then when we won, it was got some neck. <laughs> so on my championship ring, it says got some neck. How about that? Love yeah. to see it. So, I mean, unfortunately, there will be no more neck getting uh, anymore. What, what's going to be what's going to be the new chant for the America East? Do you, Don't look you, at me. I'm not that creative. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to figure that I don't, out. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Because I know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I they, they have they have like a saying about like three pillars or something. So I don't know. Three could, pillows. Three pillars. Three pillars. Like they're like three pillars, probably of excellence, is what it is. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, building the complete. Oh, the three pillars. It's complete student athlete or something like that. So I don't original. Know. I, I don't know. It's called three pillars. I really don't know anything behind it, but I don't know. maybe you can figure something out like that. So for I, America, <laughs> for America, that, for America. Just turns into, you got a great shirt for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> just it's just an under armor logo with the american flag on it i'm very patriotic very same here i mean i was born here god bless america god bless god bless ah but after that let's keep going yeah after that we talked about uh we talked about bryant football also joining the big south as well as robert williams uh then in the nba we talked about him as well we talked about uh him suffering a torn meniscus and missing the next four to six weeks uh hopefully back for the playoffs hopefully second round playoffs please be back rob williams and please be yourself that's Giannis gonna run a train on us the greek freak is going the the greek freak train is coming to the station and i'm so scared to see it he's not holding back yeah i I, that makes me pretty nervous but then tyler we finished things off tonight by talking about the nfl and their new playoff overtime rules oh yeah it seems that we have a very similar sentiment towards that so i'm I'm glad that I'm not the only one who kind of feels this way. When 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 I, when I saw you actually be pissed off at, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, wow, I don't feel alone in the world. No, I I, I eh, eh. 
I like them, but I don't like them. It loses a little bit of excitement. And, and at the same time, too, I'm, I'm but, but the, the rules are going to stop Tom Brady from winning again. But and then the other thing, too, is you're keeping the rules in the regular season. I'm, I'm just like, come exactly. Like, come commit, in. commit. You pick one. It's yeah. one or the other, man. They, they, this is the definition of ripping the bandaid off. Slowly. Or you try them in the regular season and not the playoffs. Yeah. I figured it could be the opposite. Yeah, you, you would have thought or right? preseason, maybe. You, you, I don't you give you put them in line for the preseason, and if there and if there's none, no overtimes, no one that's does, no but, one does overtime in the preseason. They just call it a tie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they should. They should try it. Do because think, then you can do keep. You think, do you because, think there's any team in their goddamn mind trying to trying to pull off uh, overtime in the preseason? Excuse me. That gives the um the guys that are trying to make the roster. A they little don't bit care more about gen. that. They but don't. That care. gives them more time to make the team. It means that, make, it, it means make, that, imagine you make the game winning kick. Boom, roster. It means that's. It means that. It, it that means it's more money they have you to put on trying out for the playoff for the Patriots. That means it's more money that they have to put on their game check. They don't want to have to do that. That's also true. So like, they I'm, make enough money. They do. Come on. So I don't know. Obviously, it was a great show tonight, Tyler. Thank you oh, again hey, for stopping. Can I talk about one real quick thing? I mean, yeah, we got a little bit. Of, we got a little bit of time before we, so, before we um, do call it. So I don't know up? if anyone out there has been paying attention, but the Patriot Stadium has started renovation. They have, and the lighthouse has been taken down. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's seen that, but it happened a couple of days ago. The lighthouse was taken down. We're going to be getting a bigger one though. Bigger one, and there's going to be a full view seating on top of it. Apparently, yeah. So, so it's I'm excited for the new stadium. I actually, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. What do you think of the newest stadium renovations real quick? I like it. I, I, I like it. And I'm excited to uh, finally get out to a game. I, I mean, it kind of sucks. I was at Gillette last year. I mean, Me too. Gr- great game. Great game to be there. I cannot complain about the game. Which so, game did you go to? The Jags. Game. I went to the Jets game. Oh, nice. So, so I, we went to both, both with the blowout. Oh, but I mean, it, it that, that's fun, too, because you get to see the offense, you know, doing what you dream of I them went doing. With my roommate that's a New York fan. <laughs> that sucks. Giants, but, you know, I still made him wear a pass jersey. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This, the reservations look like they, they, they're cool. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, no, it I, I like it. I, I like it. it. I, I like it, too. And I, I liked the show that we were able to put together tonight, Tyler. It was a great Had time. Had some fun. Yeah, it was amazing. But before we go, if you're not listening, following, subscribe, hit it, Brian. All right. Thank you, Tyler. If you're not following down to the wire at this point, what are you doing, man? You guys, what are you doing? You guys can find us anywhere. We anywhere, anywhere podcasts or streams are streamed, whether that be Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. The video stream of this podcast is also available on YouTube and you can find all the links to that in our Instagram at down dot to the wire again at down dot to the wire on Instagram. Oh, the yeah. show has been live streamed as well on the radio at WJMF 88.7 HD2 Smithfield Boom. Providence or online at WJMFradio.com. Boom. Thank you guys so much for listening again. And it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Brian. It's been a great show. Great show. And from down the wire, I'm Brian Costa. And I'm Tyler Stringfellow. And we hope you guys have a great night. Take care. Peace out. And peace out. WJMF. Radio.